Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with the three amigos. How you doing, Dion? Howdy, doing good. Awesome. Ready for round three. And Matt, how are you? Just as well. Excited to be here. Awesome, folks. So in episode two, which is actually the first long one, because we had a little surprise Joe Biden one in the first about inflation, we talked about the middle class. In this particular episode, I want to talk to the six-figure earners. This is where I found myself in for a decade. I worked in the Silicon Valley. I sold enterprise software. It was routine for me and my peers to earn six figures, and most of us, multiple six figures. I want to talk to the doctors, the dentists, the attorneys, the ones who have advanced degrees, the engineers, the computer scientists, the folks that are making 200 grand a year plus. Yes, they are out there. I want you to know that unless you figure out this real estate game, you are in trouble. You, are, you have chosen professions. If you're a doctor, you're probably working harder than you ever have before because of insurance and premiums and this and that. Same with dentists, attorneys. It's, um, it's just rough. You think you've made it when you make six figures. And if you're lucky enough to make multiple six figures, you really made it. In reality, most of you, and I was in this camp for a decade, expand your lifestyle where you freaking have to make multiple six figures the rest of your life. And I'm in a profession that the average person can survive a decade because it's horrifically stressful. 90-day cycles where every 90 days you have a quota and you can be fired. And I've seen it. We've had to do it in what was called quarterly business reviews. So if you are watching this and make six figures and you, you, know, you think uh, you, you have some interest in real estate, you had better pay attention, do the work. You are lucky because you, if you watched your spending and expenses, you could buy faster than most, but we're going to talk about the cash flow game in a minute. But I want to bring my cohorts in here first. So, Matt, you're in tech, you're a sales leader. When I'm, you, you know, you probably got a lot of people around you that have done okay. And uh, I'm guessing they get, I'm guessing they drive nicer cars than you. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Their kids drive nicer cars than Their they kids do. drive nicer. <laughs> I hope people heard that. Yes. <laughs> I just upgraded from my nine volt fake Tonka. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, you know, death through comfort. Right. And like you said, you earn more, you spend more, you earn more, you spend more in the beginning. They take nice vacations. Then they take really nice vacations. Then it's, Hey, we're going to take two weeks in the X, Y, Z and, you know, uh, Cabo, you know, for two weeks and that sort of Dude, thing. Maldives, like, they're going to drop 40 grand on a 10 day <laughs> trip in Maldives. I've seen it. I got, I've seen the pictures. I know people that do, they make two and a quarter, right? So they're above most. They go drop 20% of their gross, not their net, their gross on a 10 day vacation. If I, if I added up every vacation I ever took, the expense of every vacation I've ever taken since I was, since I dropped out of ninth grade, it would be less than that one trip. If I added up every single trip, just because again, it's like, you know, I just don't get it. People can spend their money on what they want to spend their money on. But at the end of the day, one of the things that was really relevant to me was somebody, you know, we went out to lunch one day and I paid for lunch and the guy said, you know how much that meal cost you? And I was like, yeah, it's seven bucks. He goes, nope. What did that meal cost you when you're 55? I was like, I have no idea. And he pulls up the calculator and he's like, that meal cost you 600 bucks. He goes, is that a $600 meal? I go, no, $7 meal. He goes, right, but it's going to cost you six. I go, got it. So I learned that lesson. And that for me made me very, maybe much more thrifty 
than I ever was before. And it was very much having focus. But yeah, I mean, I looked at it and I said, I lost money in the market too. Not, not nearly as glorious as what you did, but mm. I, had a, I had a much larger loss. It was 92%. Yeah. Um, and so my glorious 92% loss, even on the portfolio of my size was still, uh, like still 20 grand, yeah. still 20 grand. And that was a lot of money. Cause I was like 21, 22 years old and I worked my butt off to get it. And so when I looked at it and I was just like, okay, that's ridiculous. We're not doing that again. And so I just started working, 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 working. And I was one of those weirdos, Mike, I'm sure you saw it in your career that I would walk in and I would stare at the financial board in the morning because I didn't look at my paycheck. I looked at the board because I wanted to win. And so that natural competition. competition, Yeah, Yeah, that natural competition. But the funny thing was, is I was like, after my first two really good years in tech, I was like, what am I going to do with this money? I'm going to do something with this money. So I had a little bit of fun, got a fun car. But then I was like, I still have a lot of money left over. And I literally started was like, where am I going to put this money? And then real estate, my family was in real estate, but you know, my uncle was a big, big multifamily Grant Cardone type of guy, not investor, but a uh, representative, like worked for Coldwell Banker Grub Ellis, okay. that type of guy. And then some other family were like residential people. But as I looked at it, I was just like, where am I going to put this money? And I learned a little, I didn't learn nearly enough because I got my ass kicked in my first couple of deals. Um, and I ended up making money because time cures all it was 15 years before I could sell it. Um, and I did, and I made money on it, but I lost money in the overall equation or made money in the overall equation, lost money on the deal. But people have to be learning a skill. People have to be doing something outside of work, outside of their normal nine to five, unless if that's the case, your nine to five owns you. Absolutely. They own you. Yeah. Dion, when, when I talk about the six figure earners, I'm sure you see it on bigger pockets when you're, you know, Hey, I'm a doctor, I'm a dentist, I'm this, I'm that. Um, they kind of, I don't know. They, I don't, I don't know if they think different, act different, but what do you see when you yes. get to interact with that? So one of the reasons I like to edit on my channel is because sometimes I'll overshare and I could just go take it out. And that's, that's a fear of mine with the live stream. Sometimes I overshare. So this is probably going to be one of those times. I'm in, and both, I will not be editing that. <laughs> that's why it's a risk here. I'm in both pools. Okay. Um, a little over 10 years ago, I was, you know, making $17 an hour, started off at this trucking school as, as a, just an employee making $17 an in, as an instructor, teaching people how to drive trucks. I had an idea that grew the school from six staff to over 60. We're opening our fifth location. Now we started with one. And because of that idea, I'm the company president and now part owner of the company. So when I was making $17 an hour, uh, I used to hear people complain about making one or $200,000 and here's an unprofessional term, bitching about the money that they're paying in taxes. And I'm thinking, it'd be really nice to have their tax problems. Yeah. Because I'm at the bracket where you don't pay any taxes because you don't make enough. Right. So as my pay grew, it confused the owners of the company because I refused every pay raise that came my way. Before joining the Marine Corps, I'd worked at a grocery store and I watched three store directors go because they made 120,000. The second in charge made 60 so they could fire the big guy. Next guy would get a $5,000 raise and the store would save a bunch of money. So I have this mindset of if my company, a small company at the time, paid me more, that's less money to invest in employees, to retain employees, and I'm the expensive guy that can be cut. Mm -hmm. So for the first five years, the president of the company was making what the instructors were making. So they gave me golden handcuffs and they slowly gave me um, 1.3% of the company, 3% of the company, five. So I'm at 10% ownership of the company now. I'm in the six-figure problem with taxes. My pay is no longer $17 an hour. We have really good years and 10% of really good is a lot of money. 
So my W-2, I almost don't even look at that as income because I know the taxes are going to be so bad. <laughs> it's just bad. I take about what less than one third of my rental profit supports my life. Oh, so two thirds awesome. of my rental profit goes to the investing fund. 100% of whatever's left when the IRS is done taking how much they're going to take goes into the investing fund. Wow. So that's how my investing is growing. Now it's, it's rental profit and W-2 going into there. Snowball. But, the snowball. So I enjoy the freedom of knowing if the job went away, what I do is I save slower for the next investment. It doesn't impact my lifestyle. Not at all. Yep. And I've had years where I was like Matt, I was super frugal. I had three cars hoping one would run to get me to work. And all of them were like <laughs> 500 to $2,000. Um, but in 2018, it was a brand new Corvette. In 2019, it was a brand new F-250 jacked up truck with every extra, even the name, the compensator on the tailgate that you can imagine. So you don't have to be frugal forever. Eventually, we start to enjoy what's happening. Mm. But the people that are making six figures that don't look at developing an income source that has the tax benefits. That's why we're making the video on my channel today, because I think it's great. As an investor, I get to talk to an, a successful investor who, until I brought up the subject, had no idea what the cash flow quadrant was. And so we're going to have that conversation. We should be trying to move from employee who pays a lot of taxes. Even a self-employed person pays more taxes than an employee because you pay yours and the government and the uh, employee side to a business owner and even business owners still pay taxes to investor where in 10 years I have not paid a penny in rental income tax because of write-offs like depreciation and I'm, I don't have the loss the carry forward loss that you guys with the size of your portfolio um, and it wouldn't impact my w2 anyways but I'm looking at shifting income somehow out of w2 mm -hmm. because that is the one of the worst ways to earn your money the risk of having a job and it can be taken away. But the tax, it's the, a lot of people think of taxes as they, they want to tax the wealthy. The tax system is an encouragement system. Mm -hmm. We want to encourage investing. We need people to be innovative. We need people to build affordable housing that can be rented out. So our, that's what our tax system is for. And so those people that took all the years to, to build massive piles of student loan debt to get that really high paying job who then have all the tax taken out, mm. It sucks. As a society, we were lied to and told that's the path to take. That's what I was so, told. That's what all of us were told. I, I uh, one of the benefits of joining the Marine Corps is they have the uh, the GI Bill, so you can go to college. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until 2009 that the regulation changed and GI Bill could be used for trade schools. Mm -hmm. So I was in the dinosaur days way before that. But now they can come out and use their GI Bill for CDL, welding, HVAC, all of these trades that are actually going to equal money when they get out. But even then. Those are the people that should take that trade, earn the income, and put the money to work in an investment like real estate. Yeah. So there's a board game done by Robert Kiyosaki called the Cash Flow Game. Um, Dion, have you played that game? I have. I have not. I really, okay. I really want to, but I don't know anybody who my like everybody here. We'd probably sit down and play a Zoom call together, but I don't know anybody in the real world who seems okay. to care about money. Oh my goodness, <laughs> folks! Dion needs folks. If you are in the what what city are you in? Tacoma. Tacoma, and you have the cash flow game. You need to invite Dion over for a Christmas or a holiday. He will bring the cookies, cake, or wine, or beer, whatever you want. We need to get him to play it. How about you, Matt? Have you played it? All right. So somebody in your where? What city in New Hampshire? Dover. Dover. So if you're in Dover <laughs> and you have, you can't come over anyway. <laughs> well, there's the online game. There's an online game. Well, here's the deal: the cash flow game 
is better than Monopoly. It, 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 and I have the original version where it was on paper, right? Income statement, balance sheet. One of the first things you have to do is pick a career. It's, you know, it's, you know, are you a doctor, a dentist, or doctor, lawyer, policeman, teacher? Um, I don't know. There's 12 different names. But if you do have the cash flow game, folks, and if you're in Tacoma, we've got to get Dion to play it. Matt, he's quarantined, so we can't do it, but we'll find another time. I challenge you to be doctors. The most fun and discouraging time I ever had was playing that game when everybody around the board was a doctor. Because again, it was the highest income, the highest expenses, the kids cost the most. It was just hard. It was, it was, my, it was the ex best example I have of how long it took Olivia and I to get out because it took us 15 years. It's because mm -hmm. we both had six-figure incomes. And it was hard to replace that. You need a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. but it's worth it. It's worth it. If you were making this figure, the reason I think these people in six figures don't do real estate in like Michael, you talked about getting to four rentals. What are we talking? A thousand bucks cash flow? That's nothing to me. Right. I'm like, dude, you are so short-sighted. Right. Get four, then get 10 and do nothing else for 20 years. That stuff will be worth 2 million bucks, 3 million bucks. Now talk to me. These freaking people that make all this money in the world that don't get to four or 10 because a hundred or 300 or a thousand means nothing. You are going, you're, you're going to get it. It's it, it, the economic cycle. You're going to get when you're 48 or 52. And you know, you get the, as Dion talked about, you're the most expensive guy. You get whacked for number two, not a good time. Not I a good have, time. I have an idea for a video on your channel, Mike, and okay. I'll put it here because you don't edit. So you can't take this out. Nope. <laughs> I suggest that we use Matt's technical skills with the Zoom live broadcast. We pick a viewer so that there will be four of us. Okay. I'll put in 500 bucks. Sure. We play cash flow on Zoom live with Ooh. a listener. And if one of us wins, the money that we put in the pool goes towards a, uh, a uh, donation sure. that we pick. But if the viewer, the listener wins, they get the cash. Sure. And we okay. do a live game of the cash flow game. I, I would be totally down for that. I'm sure we could figure that out. I knew, I didn't say that because I knew Dion being the online gamer that he is was going to come up with something like that. <laughs> Just so long as I don't have to move to one of his middle earth worlds, I'm in. Because <laughs> I own no real estate in the metaverse. <laughs> or, in, or in real earth or fake earth or half earth or whatever earth. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That sounds like a good time, folks. So if you have the game or you've done it, I have not done it online. I, I have the old board game and paper and stuff. I'm, I hear there's an online version. So I'm sure somebody watching this as a professional can educate us. I think that's a good time. We try to get that done over the Christmas break or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that'd be fun. All right. Uh, so again, if you are in this crowd, trust me, and I say this as somebody, again, folks, I was in a career where I routinely made people million-dollar years. I was in commission. If they did 250%, maybe 300, they made a million dollars. I saw them all blow it. Yeah. I saw many of them be bankrupt the second year because they let their lifestyle expand. Get in, manage your expenses to some number. As Dion talked about, have the income snowball from rentals and then live. You know, He has all his W-2 feed his rentals. No wonder he's growing. No wonder the income snowball is working. Make work optional. And if you are a six-figure earner, who cares if it takes 15 years? I promise you retiring at 45 is better than 65. 
the fact that I don't have to do another million miles on airlines probably saved me a decade of my life because I'm a horrible traveler. So in the end, folks, six-figure earners, you middle-class, comfortable, six-figure earners, some of you all are too cocky, frankly. So uh, Matt, how can people find you? Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube, 1130 a.m. Eastern time, live stream for three hours, all your questions and my answers. Awesome. And Dion? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. And on Tuesdays, Dion Talk After Hours, have to do the math. Was it 7 p.m. Eastern Standard? There we go. Comes out. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks Adios. Much.